right, here we are. It is the Fake Spike Podcast, episode 64, Miami Dolphins part two, preview of uh, what will likely be another loss, at least in my opinion. I don't want to give away my my hand or anything. What, what's going on, Vort? Yeah, just like you, uh, the only the only positive I'm going the, already going into this Sunday is the Jaguars fired their coach. I believe that'll be enough of a boost for that team to win another couple of games. So the Jets' draft <laughs> prospects are improving by the day. <laughs> by the day, but um, outside of that, yeah, I I don't have too much hope the rest of the season. Um, outside of the uncertainty again with the surge in COVID. Are we going to shut down for a game or two? Are we going to have fans? That's not here nor there. That's just me venting. But overall, not uh, along with the bleak prognosis of this new COVID thing going on, I have the same type of bleak prognosis for the Jets the rest of the season and uh, for this Sunday as well. well. I will tell you, the NFL does not stop. So they will they will push through. Even if a team has to play with four guys, the NFL is going gonna, is gonna to push through. And the only way you had any chance of them canceling games was when they were bye weeks where they could kind of shift the team around. But now that we're past the bye weeks, that's it. They're gonna they're gonna you know, they said at the beginning of the season that you're responsible for your players. There's a there's a protocol. If you don't follow it, too freaking bad. So we'll see. You know, there's a fairly decent chance that some team in the playoffs is gonna go real short and uh, and be in trouble. We'll see. But uh we don't the Jets don't have to worry about that. That's all I have to say. It's just yeah, it's it's mind-boggling how again this might impact the uh, playoff races, and uh, I didn't think about what you just said, playoff games. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, that's not something we have to worry about. Uh, who is? Uh, what are you at this point? You as a fan. Let me ask you as a fan. Putting aside all the bullshit that how much we know football and how much we've learned about football and uh, the proper draft picks and long-term contracts, what are you looking for the rest of this season as a Jet fan? What am I lo- looking as in what am I expecting or uh, what am I hoping for? Because the hoping the hoping's always the same. So uh, the, I don't even know. Take the question any way you please. I literally ask the question just because I'm talking to a lifelong Jet fan. We both understand this is another long season. And unfortunately, so far, I think we can both agree there's been more alarming signs in regards to our franchise quarterback than the, than the positive takeaways. So just kind of uh, assessing yourself as a fan and where we are as we stand where we are, what are you cheering for, looking for the rest of this season? Well, cheering for uh, certainly going to be, you know, maybe they can sneak out a win or two. Um, and, Again, progress. We, we've said this for, you know, 64 episodes. Well, 63 before this. We've probably said that in at least a third of them, maybe even half of them. So I would like to see some progress. I want to see Zach Wilson get past the point where he is missing wide open running backs and, and throwing everything behind guys. And maybe these guys hold on to some balls and gives Wilson some confidence. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. Do you and, and that's, see it happening? Especially in this in, depleted, gutted offense yeah. that looks like you and me can have a realistic chance of running out there on week 17. Well, maybe incrementally. I don't <laughs> see it happening where you'll be like, all right, man, I have a lot of confidence for next year. But I mean, if you, if, I don't want to, I really don't want to give freaking, give a voice to the people who are negative and talking about him being a bust already and the Jets suck and, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. 
the fact of the matter is, if you really want to look for it, there has been some incremental progress here and there. It is not great progress. He is still not at a point where he's even adequate and gives you any hope, but there has been some incremental progress. And I think you know, there is a chance that there is some more incremental progress, you know? Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about how incremental it is, it is, you know, they had that Philly game. He looked pretty good. He did not look absolutely brutal all the time last week. He was really bad on short stuff, but there were times where he, where he looked comfortable back there, you know? He didn't throw an interception. So there's all these little things where if you compare Zach Wilson to week one to, to the Zach Wilson of week 14, there's there's a difference. It is not that much of a noticeable difference. And yes, if you want to be a true dark sider, you can sit there and by every right tear it apart and say he's made no progress. He's terrible. The Jets probably made a mistake. But if you want to look for some progress and something to hang your hat on, it is there. So I would hope for more of that. Maybe we can get a couple of more games without an interception. Maybe we can have him go, get a better than 50% completion percentage. Maybe he can start hitting some of the short passes. Maybe not all of them. Maybe he doesn't throw the ball behind these guys all the time and actually catches up with the speed of the game a little bit. I don't I don't know. what what Can it be some of those things, none of those things? I don't know. We'll see. I absolutely, I absolutely love your answer. This was everything that I was hoping and then some. I just wanted to see where a beaten down, uh, pardon my language, raped Jet fan stands and it's kind of uh yeah listening to it it all made sense to me it's the things that i'd love to see um as much as i've been telling you for the past couple of weeks that i'm literally sitting there with a shaking hand next to a red button that says panic full full on panic but i will not call i refuse to call our rookie quarterback a bust after one season he gets minimum of two seasons if uh if this is going on midway into next season and we're still losing games then it becomes a genuine, uh, a genuine concern where I, I don't want to give them two years and find out they have to have invested so much. No, by by next season the kid has to be winning some games and uh, hitting open receivers out of the backfield. Um, so yeah, but the, as far as what you said, yeah, I think that's, I think that's as logical, as reasonable, and as honest as you can hope for at this point uh, as a Jet fan. So well said and definitely answered my question. All right, well. To take you back to what you said at the beginning there, like the, the, the beaten down fan who's who's ready to push the panic button, I'm past that at this point. And I realize, you know, I pride myself on being a dark sider, but I am not, you know, I see some guys that are, you know, they don't take anything positive for anything. And it's just all the all alarm all the time. And, and I realize I'm not as bad as I thought it was because th- this part of me that I've explained so many times over the past few years has tried to look at it realistically and tried not to be so bleak and only look at the negative. And, and I realize I'm really nowhere near as much of a negative Nelly as I thought it was, because I do sit here and try and talk about positive things. I do at least try and look for it and I'll, I'll tear them to shreds when I have to, but I don't do it just for the sake of doing it. So maybe I'm like a poor dark sider, but I've been through it enough and, you know, learning how they doing it not not to say they're doing it right and, or they're making the right decisions, but learning how they're doing has really helped me take a step back and be able to predict a couple of moves ahead and just sitting now, now instead of hoping for wins and hoping for everybody to just magically come together, I am now hoping that the next couple of moves they make are correct and, and that and, and all these different moves they make in, in, 
in putting this plan together all start to gel. And that's that's the, the best I can do now because I, I I can't sit and be negative and screaming and yelling and, and feeling like my heart's being ripped out of my chest all the time. I tried to let them in a few weeks ago and ended up losing a laptop in the deal. And I, I just can't be that way. <laughs> I just can't. And, so, uh, um, you know, and like you, it, I agree with you. As much as I'm beaten down and angry, you have to find some positives for me. Uh, one of the happiest bits from this season is the development of Elijah Moore. I think we have a legit offensive threat that fits the modern NFL. He's quick. He's got speed. He's showing he can make plays out of the backfield, uh, catch downfield. Let's just uh, let's continue to get him the ball. He's one of those uh, potential playmakers. So uh, how can you not appreciate that if you're a true fan? So that's one of those things for me that I definitely hold, hold on to and uh, one of the big positives of this season for me. Agreed. And some of the positives I take are things that you can't necessarily see yet. And I feel like that's the difference between just looking exactly at results and only results and not kind of looking at the bigger picture. Because, you know, if you if you take a step back and look at the team in general, realistically, and this is not an excuse, a lot of guys will say, oh, Jets have been rebuilding for 50 years. You know, 52 years they've been rebuilding. We, How many times can we hear be patient? Well, you'll hear it as many fucking times as you need to because right now you've got everybody's new. they got the youngest team in the league. It's all rookies. They have no talent on defense. They have rookie coaches, rookie quarterback, rookie everything. You have to at least be realistic about that. You can't say, well, the Jets have been rebuilding for 52 years. I'm sick of being patient in this situation. You know, last year they tore the team down completely. The jury is completely still out as to whether or not they've done it correctly because because of injuries and because some guys have not developed and other guys have not played well. So we don't know if the Jets have done this correctly yet. Something like this takes a couple of years. We will. I, I would say at the end of 2022, at the end of next year, next year at this time with a couple of games left in the season, we will have a much, much clearer idea of whether or not the Jets plan to rebuild worked. If they do not kind of restock and rebuild that defense to a degree and there's no progression on the rookies and the coach is not showing more at this time next year if they're looking like this much earlier than that but let's just say a year from now then you're like this is ridiculous i'm sick of being patient but you cannot be at a point now where you don't you, t- you can't tell me there's no progress if you want to take a step back from zach wilson I feel like there's been often, you, you just mentioned Elijah Moore. The guy went from looking completely lost for a few weeks to to a budding what for the Jets is a superstar. I mean, obviously not for the league. You know, Michael Carter, before he got hurt, was looking strong. The team, the offense in general looked very good with the other quarterbacks, which, and again, this is where other guys will go in a direction and say, oh, it just means Wilson's a bust. No, it doesn't mean he's a bust. It means he's not ready. That's not the That's same right. thing as being a yeah, bust. Big right? difference. Big yes. difference being an overmatch kid who right now is just the game is a little too fast for him we don't even know if he's a bust or not because the speed of the game has his mind hasn't caught up to the speed of the game forget about reading coverages and understanding and all of that stuff let the game slow down for the poor kid a little bit I could not agree with you more, but nobody's going to allow him to do that. And well, no, some people not. will. There, there's a plenty of people who do have the patience, but of course, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? It's the people who scream loudest and the most negative that are the ones that get the attention. I mean, look at you and me. And we, we, we started a dark sider podcast, and we're not even true dark siders half the time because if we wanted to be, we could just sit here and, and, and trash Joe Douglas, trash the organization. We, don't, we actually don't do that. We we think things out and try and reason with things and, and, and look at a bigger picture. So, 
So, you know, we we could be much worse than we are as far as being negative. But the negative is what stands out. And let's be realistic. I mean, if the Jets ever got really good, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. You know, I would have no, no idea no. what to do because I'm so used to this, this downtrodden thing. And that goes for all my teams. I'm not like some of those guys that have the Yankees and then the Jets and, and they, you know, I, don't, I've had, I have the Mets, the Jets, the Giants, uh, the Giants, never. The Mets, the Jets, the Rangers, and the Nets. Okay, so the Nets are pretty good now, but they're not winning anything. I have not won anything in 27 years, and and my other team won 35 years ago. So that that's where I am now. I, I don't even know what it's like to have a good, solid team. I just don't. Look, I'm... Uh... <coughs> I'm with you. I think if the Jets ever become a winning franchise, this podcast would cease to exist. We simply will not know how to proceed. <laughs> but let's not even talk about something that's not going to happen in the near future. In, in our lifetime. Yeah, we'll be on podcast. Well, we're at 64 now. We'll be on 640 before that happens. So we've got a little time. But anyway, but, uh, so let's talk yeah, about so this week's. Let's talk about the, the game this week. Let's do it. We have uh, Miami round two now division game. You know, division games are sometimes a little closer, but with the way the Jets play, you just never know. You know, the Dolphins, to me, are are easily the weakest team in the division beyond the Jets. So there's no reason the Jets can't hang with them. You know, their quarterback's not exactly a, you know, a, 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 you know, a superstar guy. And, you know, they do have a a fairly tough defense. They've played well lately, but it's not like they've been knocking off big teams for the most part. So. (laughs) Do you, do you feel the Jets can hang in this game? Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, the only okay. thing that I'm shooting for is uh, history because the Jets, throughout my time of being a fan starting in the mid-90s, historically, even if one team is doing so much worse than the other, there's always that competitive edge between these two, these two teams. It always ends up being a game. There's been too many examples, and... Uh, if you know anything about uh, the history of the two teams, you know exactly where the name of our podcast came from. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. where we are this season, where we are at this time, I don't think the Jets are going to hang. I think Miami is just talented enough to still be in that playoff race for the final spot. I think the Jets are just too depleted enough that they don't need a lot to lose. I think... Um, the best expression I can use to people who like boxing or UFC, it's they're like a punched out fighter. Like a, a serious jab is going to put them out. Uh, if Miami will go up two scores or um, get an early turnover in the first, I, I think the Jets are basically, I don't want to say that they're not going to try, but it's going to be very hard for them to want to compete for the entire four quarters if Miami gives them that little push early on and gives them a reason to so it's going to send a message right away saying, "Boys, you're not the, uh, you're not you don't you don't stand a chance." And unfortunately, I think it's going to be one of those games, while not a blowout, but the Jets are never really going to be in it. All right. So with that said, uh, let's start with Zach Wilson's prediction from you. What do you got? Uh, I was thinking about it today. Um, I think right now he's a quarterback that the. Uh, Realistically, I can expect 50% completion, so I'm going to go something a little bit better than that. I'll give him 17 for 33. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a minute. Okay. Um, Probably you and me are close uh, because that's the only reason why we're going to chuckle like little schoolgirls. We're probably thinking completely alike. One of those numbers is one one away. The other one is exactly the same. I'll tell you what it is in a second, so go ahead. So Zach Wilson tomorrow goes 17 for 33 for 
208 yards, <laughs> one okay. touchdown, and uh, one INT. Okay. Well, I'm not going to let you finish. I'm going to tell you what I wrote down before that. 17 of 34, 209 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him two touchdowns because I think I think he'd do it, but also two interceptions. How fucking funny is that? Pretty funny. That's All right. So great, who's huh? your MVP? Uh, the MVP, I'm going to keep. You know what? I'm gonna go with Braxton Barrios. My man is gonna do just enough. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna keep writing the hot hand. Uh, it's not gonna be anything glorious, but I think he'll go with. Uh, let's give him five catches, sixty-five yards, one touchdown, and two carries for twenty-five yards. Okay, nice. All right, let me. Uh... I'm just going to finish my prediction here. I got this guy. I'm going to think he's going to catch four for uh, 20. Okay. All right. Um, what's your best case scenario? All goes right. Jack Wilson looks like he did against the Eagles in the first half. Defense doesn't suck. Dolphins don't show up. What's your best case scenario? I know we have to submit a score, but I'll kind of uh, submit it to the little asterisk. This week, best case scenario is simply the Jets making it a game. I know we're supposed to say that best-case scenario, even if uh, an asteroid hits uh, the stadium, the Jets are going to win a game. Um, I'm not looking for that anymore. Best-case scenario is we're in the fourth quarter, and I'm texting you and we're saying, wow, this this is a game. It's a one-score game. we got to get a stop. we got to get a score. Uh, So that's the best-case scenario. I'll say, just to be a true fan, I'm not ready to completely throw in a towel and start talking losses as a best-case scenario. The Dolphins are not exactly lighting up the world on fire. Best-case scenario is the Jets win 23-21. Really? So you just went through all of that to say that you're not going to freaking do it because the asteroid hits and then you predict them to win anyway. Interesting. It's it's the last week that I'm willing to do it. But again, with the caveat that best-case scenario to me would be that it's a game in the fourth quarter, that uh, we're still watching a game where both teams have a chance to win. Okay. And what's your worst case? Obviously, it's going to be a, a big blowout, but go. Yeah, worst case scenario is, uh, again, the Jets' defense shows that they're depleted, they're inexperienced, they can't stop uh, anybody at this point, and the offense does not look any better, and uh, that's a scary proposition. Dolphins have just enough talent to exploit a bare-bones defense, and the uh, a game that could have, should have, would have been close turns ugly, and we're talking about something in the term of 27-9. Okay. And then your realistic scenario. Realistic is uh, our quarterback is going to continue to struggle. We are lacking playmakers, and we're lacking the ability to stop the other team and create and generate any momentum for the team in general. Um, uh, through a big turnover, a timely stop, good, uh, short field to work with for the struggling offense. I think all of that ends up to a losing formula. I think the Jets are going to lose the turnover battle 2-1, two to one, and they're going to lose the game 27-14. to 14. All right. Uh, with the exception of the Jets winning, uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to win with, with with how smashed up they are. With the exception of the Jets winning, we are very close on a lot of things because I I took the liberty of writing my stuff down earlier. All right, I have Zach Wilson as I said at seventeen of thirty four for two oh nine, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm actually going to give him the two touchdowns. My man Michael Carter's back tomorrow, so I'm going to go with him as the MVP. 
I think he'll have a nice little day. I think he's going to run 21 times for 89 yards and catch four balls for 22 yards, and one of those will be one of Zach Wilson's TDs. Okay, my best case scenario is the Jets hang in there. And again, asteroids hit. I I don't see any scenario with the Jets winning other than, as you said, like any given Sunday. And I try not to go any given Sunday unless it's a true any given Sunday. I feel the Jets are too beat up to, to, you know, and and too inexperienced to to any given Sunday to Dolphins tomorrow. So I think the, the, the best case scenario is the defense is not terrible. The offense is adequate. The Dolphins are just better and the Jets lose a tight one 20 to 17. Uh, my worst case scenario, uh, I went a little bit, a little bit more crazier than you. Um, I think you know, in, in worst case scenario is, is the defense is just bad. I don't think the Dolphins have that explosive type offense to put up forty, but they could put up thirty. And then obviously, in a worst case scenario, the Jets' offense is just stuck in neutral, not doing anything. Uh, Dolphins win thirty to six. My realistic case again is somewhere in between. Um, you know, there are some weeks where the realistic case is closer to the. Uh, closer to the to the worst case or closer to the better case. I think th- I think we're we're truly in between here. Best case is a three point loss. Worst case a twenty four point loss. I'm going to go with an eleven point loss for the for the realistic. You know, Jets probably score a touchdown in here somewhere. I think their offense has made some strides, even if they are not as noticeable. I think the um, you know Dolphins win twenty four thirteen most likely. So I th- I'm going to kind of stick it right in there. And um, I forgot if there was another point I wanted to make. I guess not. So you, you think Dolphins win the turnover battle two to one? I'm going to say they win it three to nothing. Somebody's going to fumble somewhere. Two Zach interceptions, and the Jets don't ever create turnovers. So I'll say turnovers are three nothing Dolphins. And uh, if that's the case, then we're looking at the worst case scenario. My parting point is I will absolutely be rooting for you to be spot on on a, on your MVP pick. I would absolutely love to have another player, young player, to get excited about a little bit of Elijah more. So hopefully he continues to shine out of his back. So I'll keep my eye on him. He was looking real good before he went out, man. So thanks uh, so much for us. Let's do it. All right, man. You, uh, It's late. It's almost midnight. We Thanks for accommodating the late time. And uh, we will chat sometime tomorrow. we got a nice quick one. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the game. Man. You too, man.